Welcome to the Grace Vineyard Podcast, where we are building growing communities of worshipers who are becoming like Christ, empowered to do His work. We hope you enjoy this message. Yay, good morning, everybody. That, ladies and gentlemen, was the sound that my van made when I hit the brakes and made a U-turn the other day after having a conversation with Steve Rogers. So I was supposed to have a hook, you know, according to how you write sermons or something like that. So that was my hook, me, me slamming on the brakes and making a U-turn. And, and I did this because Steve and I were discussing my upcoming sermon, and he made a kind gesture and offered to lend me some books for some information. I said, what? <laughs> I said, the name of my sermon, well, the first name of my sermon. My sermons had three or four names. But at that time, we were calling it, it's informational, not transformational. So I told Steve that. I said, I said well, you know, you can't just bring your experiences up there and speak. I proceeded to lock myself in my room, destroy everything I had written, got on my laptop, opened my phone, um, looked for the uh, Randy Newman short people got no reason to live song because I was hating on Steve Rogers, okay? <laughs> Seriously hating on Steve Rogers. And, um, <laughs> thank you. Appreciate that. And, um, yeah. And so, um, <laughs> and then the phone rings again, and it's Steve, and, and within a minute, I told him what was going on, and we were laughing. The sermon was changed, though, and um, it's been changed multiple times, and, you know, they tell you pray, and, and God will bring you a word, and, he'll, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll lead you and direct you. To be honest with you, God didn't really tell me to do this. I followed, I listened to man, to men. And I'm not so sure that's always a good idea. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I have men in my life I love and I trust dearly. You know, and then when I was looking for what to speak about, Ron says, well, Luke 4, 18, because that's really all I know, to be honest with you. Um, actually, that's what I live. And, um, and so I'm thinking about Luke 4, 18, and I'm trying to come up with information about Luke 4, 18, and... Um, and there's, 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 there's this place between thinking and doing where this happens, where information becomes transformational. I did it backwards. I did this stuff, and then somebody explained to me what I was doing. Um, and I'm going to try in some ways to explain that to you today. Boy, am I off my notes right now. It's probably a good thing. I'm sure it's a good thing. I didn't really have my sermon until Friday. And I changed, the guys that are posting will tell you probably three or four times the name of the sermon. It's called when, when, when Matthew Meets Luke. When Matthew Meets Luke. And I got it Friday because I was in a space Friday where Matthew met Luke. Where we were doing something to where God's rule and reign came in and the enemy had no place in that space. And in that space, 
I didn't hear him anymore. I heard God. And he said, Mike, you're going to come as you are. I'm going to do the rest. And this is your sermon. Look out. This is what you do. So you're wondering what we were doing, actually. So let me, let me um, talk to you about what happened Friday. Um, you, you heard we were going to go out and feed a bunch of people in the park. How many people heard that? Right? Well, that's what we did. You're probably thinking what happened was we fed a whole bunch of people in the park and we had a wonderful time. And, and that's true, but that's not what really happened. What really happened is that's when my sermon came together, actually. But beyond that, what happened was that Matthew 25, 34 through 40 met Luke 18 through 20. They collided. And when that happens... The natural and the supernatural meet one another. You ever see when Ron has those circles up there that overlap? And it's in that space, in my experience, that the kingdom of God rules and reigns and breaks through here on earth as it is in heaven. It's there that that happens. What really happened is that all the information we gather up here, all the teaching, became live. The information became transformational which was one of my titles, by the way. So we're going to do chapters. How's that? <laughs> we're going to do chapters. We'll name one of the chapters when the information became transformation. All right? Yeah. And for me, there was actually a specific moment where that happened, unmistakably, where the information became transformational, where the supernatural broke in to the natural. They overlapped in that moment. Huh. Um, we probably should stop and pray for a minute, and then I'm going to talk about that moment. I'm going to talk about where Matthew meets Luke. I'm probably going to talk about things that I don't even know I'm going to talk about yet. All right? But what we can be assured of is I'm going to talk, right? <laughs> I'm going to talk. Good Lord. Um, You know, Brandy said something to me, and uh, if you don't believe in transformation, if you don't believe in the power of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, if you don't believe in redemption, you haven't been watching this movie. I came out of a drainage ditch, guys. I'm standing before the people I love. It's overwhelming. We love you. That's the overwhelming part, right? And, And you know the more amazing part? Is today I believe that. Let's pray a minute, a second. I'm going to invite the Holy Spirit, Just invite him to come and, and um, <laughs> to, do, to do what I can't do, to go to the place in your hearts and minds and to touch your hearts and minds in ways that, that are just so beyond me. Father, I ask that I repent from all things that would hold that back from me being a vessel of it. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the people here today. I thank you for the love I know is in this room. Come, God. Come and heal. 
Come and heal. Come and heal, Father. Come and be present. Don't let me screw this up. It's in Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... Before we stopped, I mentioned that there was an actual moment yesterday where the, where the natural overlapped with the supernatural. So first, I want to tell you about the natural part. Um, we got a whole bunch of people together at Fireside Park. Um, we, we gave them blankets and food and socks, and we just plain loved on them. We had so much food. We had so many people, guys. Let me tell you something. I don't know if you guys know this, because I didn't really want to mention it to the, to the volunteers, but... We had Palestinians with Jews, we had Gentiles, and we had Samaritans, Samaria, in the same space. People that generally would not get along, including us. But we had people that would not, I had invited two parties of people that don't always mix, but then there were other people that just kept coming from other places. So so everybody gathered in this space where they otherwise would not gather together. And, and, and what was happening was that we were taking the information from Matthew 25, 34 through 40, which I'm going to speak about, and we were bringing it to life. We were living it. Matt, can you um, bring up Matthew, whatever it is I'm talking about? <laughs> if you would, help me, work with me, Matt. There you go. Hope I got the same version you guys got. And some notes. All right. So um, huh. what I'm not going to do, okay, so like this is coming out of a place in the Bible. First, I want you to know something. It was the last recorded teaching that Jesus did before he took his little walk to the cross for us, you know. So, so there's got to be a lot of significance to what he's saying here. Okay, and he's talking to us about the poor, the meek, in a sense, too. And I, I got to tell you guys, he tells us that the homeboys, right? I'm going to read it. Okay, the king will say to those on his right, "Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world." In other words, my homeboys, come with me. For I was hungry. And you got me a jumbo jack. I was thirsty. <laughs> and you, you, know, you got me a coat too. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was locked up and you visited me. You put money on my books. And then the righteous will answer. Oh yeah, he was naked and he clothed him too. He was sick. And, and, and they showed up with or, with or without a mask. They didn't really care. And then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord... When did we see you hungry, and when did you feed us? When did you see us thirsty, and we gave you a drink? And when did you see us stra- a stranger and welcome you? When did we see you with no clothes on and give you something to wear? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these brothers, you did it to me. Mm. Now, 
this is in scripture, like I said. He, he's telling the people, like, this is what you got. This is like instruction, a little bit of instruction. If you've been doing this, you're cool. I'm going to lift you up out of the project. I'm going to take you to better houses. We're going to be okay. After this, you really don't want to know what he says. But I don't want to use this scripture today for that. Because this scripture is like... <laughs> It's like a, um, like, a, like a bundle. Like you go to Cox Cable, you get like cable, you get the telephone, you get the internet, you get all of that, right? And you get it for a really good price. In fact, he paid the price for the bundle, by the way. It's been paid for. What he's doing is, and here I believe, is instructing us, giving us very simple instructions. Like I said, I was hungry, you got me a jumbo jack. How hard is that? It's not difficult. What we're doing in this scripture is with reaching out, treating Jesus the way he treated other people. Because that's what his father wanted him to do. He was obeying his father when he did this stuff. He fed people that were hungry and healed, people that were broken. This is what he did. You know, we have, what, what's the most important commandment? When somebody said, hey, geez, what's, what's up? What, what's, what's the most important thing? What's the most important commandment? Who can say it? Because I always mix scripture up. Something like that, yeah. All right? It's to love God. And love your neighbors. And who are your neighbors? Everybody. Everybody's your neighbor. Huh? Love God. Love, love everybody. Love God and love your neighbors. Even your sister. As hard as that might be. Right. Exactly. So now you know what Jesus felt like. When he loves me, right? <laughs> so I get it. I got to give the same grace you gave me with my sister. I love this, Paul. Work with me, brother. Work with me. <laughs> but it's true, <laughs> okay? And in this scripture that he gives us, he's showing us how to do that. He's showing us exactly how to do that. Exactly. And... and, and <laughs> We'll get to that. It was the last teaching. I told you that, right? Okay. I want to spare you any more teaching from that. Um, give me a second as I fumble through my notes. So, so what I did, guys, because I just laid out the natural for you, and now I'm going to take it a little bit into the supernatural because I promised that I was going to, earlier that I was going to bring Matthew into Luke and I was going to bring the supernatural and the natural together. And, and I'm going to set a scene for you um, in, in the park that started like before the feeding. Before we started feeding everybody and giving things away um, uh, and before I bring Luke into the picture because I told you I was going to do that. I won't lie to you guys. Um, so... Let me set the scene in the park. So we're in there, we're in the park, and, and everybody's running around. There's a whole lot of Martha going on, okay? We had a whole bunch of Marthas, and everything's working out beautifully, and uh, we're all busy, you know? And um, so uh, 
what I did was I took a moment, because I always, um, in situations like this, I pray into what I'm walking into. Um, and, uh, and I wanted to pray with our group, too, because I, I never ask. We do feed people other times, Monday nights or anything like that. But I never do what you call formal grace or ask anybody or impose prayer on anybody. I always ask them. You know, so we had all these people, and we are just going to let them be as peaceful and, and, and do their thing. And um, um, so I called everybody together. I said, come on, guys, let's, um, let's pray. And um, what I did was I prayed in the spirit of, of Luke 4.18. We sat down, and I prayed in the spirit of Luke 4.18 for what was going on. And, and I'm going to have Matt bring that up, and, and I want to talk about the spirit of Luke 4.18, and I'm going to talk about the prayer. But first, I want to do something else um, for a real quick second. Uh, we all know, anybody know John Wimber? All right, all right. Johnny Boy? All right. I'm going to take a little quote from Johnny. I'm not going to quote from Dallas Willard or Danny. Trust me. Um, I read Dallas Willard. Um, I love Dallas Willard. But, but um, Plato once said, I would have written a shorter letter if I had more time. And that's what Dallas Willard does for me. I need a lot of time to understand Dallas Willard and bring him, all right? So I'm just going to do Johnny Wimber. He was a simple man, and there was something about Johnny that I caught that I'm not sure I catch in Dallas or N.T. Wright or any of John Wimber did this stuff. He didn't just talk about the stuff. It wasn't informational for John. It was transformational. And I feel that in anything I've heard him you know, say on tape or in words. I gotta watch this clock. So um, John said, that's what he said. John said, our passion is to imitate the ministry of Jesus and the power of the Spirit. This requires we must follow Jesus out of baptismal waters through our own personal deserts and into the harvest. Hmm. So if you want in the flesh, like Jesus walked, to enter into the spirit or to have the natural, meet the supernatural, he's telling us that we got to do what Jesus did. And if you look at the scripture from Matthew, that's a lot of what Jesus did. It's not difficult. What did Jesus do? So what does his ministry look like? So Jesus comes. We don't know a lot about him for 30 years, you know. We know he kind of got lost on his parents and got him a little bit worried. And he probably, you know, went and talked in some synagogues. But we don't know a whole lot. They tell us he was a carpenter. I'm not sure the guy ever worked a day in his life. But, okay, and like that, who knows? I don't know. (laughs) They just tell us this. (laughs) But we know he came and he saw John, and John said something significant. This is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He identifies him. Okay? He gets dropped in the water. He gets pulled up out of the water. He's baptized. Okay? And then his father jumps in and says, this is my son in whom I am pleased. So, so two people, one of Pharisees, not even a people, okay, God, tells us who Jesus is. Then they sent him out into the desert, and he has some struggles. Okay? He goes out there, and, 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 and he has some serious struggles. And he comes out of the desert, 
And uh, one of the first things he does that's recorded is he goes into the synagogue in his hometown. Kind of like I feel now. And, and he opens a scroll, and it's recorded, I think the only recorded reading of, of him reading scripture. Okay? So again, he's doing a teaching, first since being baptized, since coming out, starting his ministry. Okay? First one, and he's reading from a scroll, and uh, the scroll is Luke, Luke 4.18. He's coming out of Luke. Matt, if you got... Yeah. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> he even knows what I eat when we go to a restaurant. That's how close we are. He can order for me. <laughs> and this is what he reads. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Okay, so what's that mean? I'm going to do a little bit of natural teaching on it, I guess, or a little bit best of my ability. He's talking out of, he's speaking out of, we're reading out of Isaiah 61. He's reading from there. And Isaiah, what Isaiah did was Isaiah prophesied the Messiah, who he would look like and what he would do, what his ministry would do. So Isaiah laid this out. And Jesus is reading it. Jesus also tells you that on this day, here now, this prophecy is fulfilled. Tells him, I'm it. I'm it. He's reading to you who he is, what he's going to do, and telling you that it's fulfilled. And what he tells us, what he's saying to us is when you look at it, they got the word, the anointed, he has anointed me. He was considered or called out of Isaiah the anointed one, meaning the Messiah. He's the Messiah. He's telling us that he's the Messiah. He's telling us that he's here to proclaim something. Okay? When they proclaim things, like in, I remember in Esther, they sent out, I think, heralds or, or these people, these folks, that went out and proclaimed and let the kingdom know that the Jews were all going to be annihilated and killed. You know, there's going to be bad news going on. They send people out to do this, to make a proclamation, to tell you something. He's telling you, I'm going to proclaim good news to the poor. In Isaiah, I think poor, they use the Hebrew word meek. And that's of importance too, because it's not just people that are poor that don't have any money. It's people that are lacking, that are insufficient. That's you guys. That's me. Make no mistake. The poor. Some good news. And the good news was he sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. I'm going to recover sight, and I'm going to free the oppressed, the captive. And he's going to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now, here's the good part. I need a little help with this. <laughs> the Jews celebrated something called the Jubilee. And so what would happen is 
every 50 years, okay, if you were in debt, if you were a slave, if you had, if you owed on land or something of that nature, um, you were freed of it. That was it. It was washed out, wiped out. In fact, in, in many ways, people, the only way the Jews that were working for people, they were somewhat almost enslaved um, in their debt to, to, to people that were, were suppressing them and, and ruling over them in some cases, was to either have like a kinsman um, uh, redeemer, somebody come and pay, pay the debt, because they just couldn't work their way out of it many times, or to have this jubilee occur. So this was a big deal. He's telling us here that there's somebody coming, a king, a messiah, who's going to rule and reign. What does a king do? What is a kingdom? Something that's ruled and reigned over. That he's going to come. <laughs> he's going to free us. He's going to relieve oppression. He's going to do some big stuff. That we got a king. And the Jews are waiting. They, they want this king because they got some problems with the Romans. They even got some problems in their own house with the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin. They, they've got problems that they want taken up off of them. So they're waiting for somebody to wipe out the Romans, basically, to come, to come do some serious stuff. <laughs> Not what they were expecting. I, I don't know how to break this to us, but we make the same misunderstanding with this scripture and with Jesus in our relationship. We are waiting for somebody to ease the government. We are waiting for somebody to get rid of COVID. We are waiting for somebody to 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 to, to, to oh man, I can go on. To get rid of drug addiction. We are waiting for somebody to house people. We're waiting. Keep waiting. What he came to do, folks, was to engage in battle with the enemy. That's what he came to do. He came to do that. I want to bring up a, a, a scripture a little bit quicker than I intended to. Can you bring up the second one of John Wimber? We're in a declared war, but unless we're clear about who the enemy is, we'll waste our time fighting enemies that are an enemy. There's only one enemy, and no matter what people do, say, or react, people are never the enemy. The enemy is our only enemy. Poverty, insufficiency, oppression, captivity, illness, is the enemies. That's the enemies. That, that it is. That's the enemies. He, he's allowed to run around in this kingdom for a period of time to do what he can to destroy testimonies, to rob souls, and, and to make anything possible into a mess. That's what he, and that's what he has to do it with. That's exactly what he has to do it with. When, when we walk in the spirit of Luke 4, 18, and we pray to heal, and we love on each other, and we do the things that we do in the park, what we do is we push back and defeat the enemy. We take away from him what he has, and we bring the kingdom of God. That's what we're called to do. That's who we're fighting, guys. That's who we're fighting. 
the enemy, Satan himself. And, and this is what Luke 4.18 allows us to do. The jubilee, free people of these things. We're like kinsmen redeemers in a sense. We're like the family members until the 50th year that can come and help you and help one another. It's a powerful, powerful ministry. I, I believe it's the only ministry. It's done in different ways. When we come up here and we sing worship or, or we greet each other or we do something where we do anything where the love of God is experienced and, and, and Satan has no place where he cannot exist, where he, he can't stand worship. He hates it. He can't stand hugging each other at the front door. He can't stand donuts. <laughs> I'm really positive about it, homeboy. Trust me. <laughs> All right. Maybe that's not doctrinally or theologically correct. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> I want to take you back to the park for a minute. Um, first, before I do that, though, um, I want to take you to what I prayed that day. Huh. My notes are confused. It's all right. I want to take you to where I prayed that day. I don't need those no more. And um, so, so we, we were hanging, and, and, um, and, and I asked, um, invited the Holy Spirit, and asked that the kingdom of God rule and reign in that space. And God's will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And after just one moment, just give me one moment, Father, give us all one moment where we know unmistakably that the kingdom of God broke through here, where there's no more tears, there's no more moaning, there's no more suffering, there's no more pain. Just give us one moment. <laughs> and then we went about our business. 11.04. And at the end of our business... There was this period where um, we were all around the bench, a few of us, Ross Brown. You're out there, Ross. Thank you. Um, Amy. Brandy. I think Matt might have been behind me. A few people were there. I'm trying to remember you all, but I apologize if I don't, because for a moment. And, and I was tired, you know? I was really tired. And, uh, and I sat on the bench, and my body hurt a lot, you know, and Brandy was, was, was massaging me, and, and um, we were talking, and, and, and so I'm looking out, and, and there's children there, and I followed their story. They have a home now. Three years ago, they didn't, and, and they're running around, and uh, there's a young lady there that, that, that from the bush, from the bush, living in a bush in a riverbed, took... <laughs> there you go. There's redemption. That's right. That's right, right there. From that spot, she took classes. We've got a hold of she took classes. She went and, and signed up and got we registered to take a test. And she took a test. Was it last Friday, I believe? Yes, last Friday, to become a peer support specialist and passed the test. 
and, and I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at people up on the hill that otherwise wouldn't have joined us. They come from under the harbor bridge where people have been found dead. And, 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 and horrible. Hello? Hello? Anyhow. Um, and people were coming from other places, and they're playing games, and, and they're all happy, and they're smiling, and they're fed, and their needs have been met. And all their needs have been met for just a moment. For just one moment, what we did in the natural became Luke 4.18, because the enemy could not stand and could not exist in that space, and that's the kingdom of God. He couldn't be there. And in that moment, I knew what my sermon was. Because in that moment, the enemy couldn't tell me nothing. In that moment, my prayer was answered. I don't know who else was there, and I don't know if any of you had moments like that. You know, I don't know if any of you felt like, wow. <laughs> Hope you did. You know, what, what we think we're doing when we go out there is we think that, that what people need is food, and, and they need a blanket, and they need socks, and you better believe they do. But what we're really bringing them what they really need, the food they really need, is the bread of life. Yeah. And that's when we bring them, when we bring them Luke 4, 18, that's when we bring them, when we love on them, guys. We bring them Jesus in our flesh. In our flesh. Because he's in us. We need to position ourselves and put ourselves by being obedient in positions to let him break out. The bread of life is what they needed. And I'm going to tell you something else. <laughs> and I would have done the whole sermon in this, in this, in this, in this place. It's what I needed. what I needed. I think it's what we all need. Because while I'm there and the person, the people that are out there in front of me, I'm experiencing Jesus. I need the Holy Spirit. God the Father spoke to me in that space. We have the poor in front of us, the meek. We have each other in front of us. Because we all are. Guys, if you don't think you're lacking in something, or something isn't oppressing you, or, 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 or you're not held captive by something, or you don't need some healing, <laughs> why are you here? <laughs> and we're here to do that for one another, so that in a sense, we can experience God's kingdom. Here on earth as it is in heaven, we can get to taste and, and know what heaven is, what his kingdom is. I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to wrap this up like this. I'm 
when, when Jesus went and taught in his hometowns, I'm good, right? You guys don't need no more from me, right? So I'm going to wrap this up. Um, he went and he taught in his hometowns twice, you know, in his synagogues. And, and, and he, did, it said he did do a couple of little miracles, like laying hands on people and healing them, but he couldn't really do a whole lot. And uh, he goes and he preaches. And, and um, <laughs> here's what they said. Isn't this the carpenter? You got that up, man? Mark 6.1, I believe. Somewhere in Mark. No? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? <laughs> and they took offense at him. They knew about his ministry. They'd heard about his ministry. They'd heard he healed. They'd heard he did all these things. He just laid a book. He even healed some people there. Okay? They were, they were astonished and amazed by his teachings in many ways. And they said, isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. And I guess if they didn't believe him, they didn't follow him. Today I'm coming into my home. I'm Michael from Brooklynham. Son of Joyce, brother of Daria, <laughs> fiance of Brandy. And when I speak of what I spoke of, and other times that I come up here, and I'm not Jesus, guys, don't, don't, I'm not, let's not go there, okay? <laughs> I'm God! <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> Do you believe me? Do you believe me when I come up here and I talk about what I've seen, the miracles that I've seen, the miracles that other people have come and, 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 and can testify? Do you believe it? Yeah? Then follow Jesus. Because I, I, I think this... <laughs> That's where the kingdom of God is. I told you earlier, you know, you want to inherit this. This is do this, follow, do this, do what I did. And and I've been. There's times I didn't follow him. And and they 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 talk about death, you know. And the Greeks use the word separation. And when I don't follow him, I live in sin, and and the price of sin is death, and I'm separated from him, and that's hell. I love you guys so much. I really do. I love you so much. And I pray that each and every one of you follow him. Experience his kingdom. You'll want so much more of it. Trust me. You'll never want to stop. You'll never want to stop. I love you guys, and I love you so much. And I'm going to stop before 11.15. How's that? I do want to. I do want to do this. I do want to do this. If there's anybody out there that hasn't made the decision to follow Jesus, and in some way the Holy Spirit's touched your heart, 
just, just simply say to him, say, you know, Jesus, come into my life. I know I've screwed this up. I know I screwed this up. Come into my life. Show me how to follow you. Come into my life. Take a minute to do that. Um, and, and I'm going to pray, pray us out. I've asked to uh, pray us out so we can go eat some turkey. Um, but before even, I want to do just like about a second and ask Heavenly Father, this Holy, Holy Father, asking for an outpouring of your love and an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Just come. Come into the hearts and the minds of the people here today and tell them it. Tell them, let them, let them desire what I know, what I've experienced. I pray so hard, Father. The love I have for them is the love you've given me to have for them and they experience and know it and that they follow. And that you're glorified in, in, in what happens in that space. And that they can give testimony of a life with your love, your power, and your presence that moves and changes this world until his coming. I want to take a minute and I want to bless the food. Heavenly Father, God, thank you. Thank you for everything you give us for these turkeys and the people that made these turkeys in the heart and the space that, that, that we're going to share this food in. I bless this food. I bless the people that made it. I bless this country. It allows us to have so much in so many ways that we can do this. In Jesus' holy name I pray, amen. We hope you've enjoyed this message. This weekly podcast is available on our website, gracevcf.org, where you can learn more about Grace Vineyard and our vision for people everywhere to know and worship God.